Hello out there, sports fans. Welcome to our podcast today. This is Coach Eric Johnson, the brand. And this is Coach Aaron Thigpen, the source. EJ, where are you broadcasting from today? I am in Cary, North Carolina at the USA Baseball Training Complex at the Champions Cup. It's basically a program in USA Baseball for the National Team Identification Series, trying to find those next 12 ball players that go into the Athlete Development Program or the National Team Trials. So I'm here in Cary, North Carolina, checking out uh, prospects for that for Team USA and also coaching um, the Northwest region where I'm the scouting director uh, for the seven states that represent, you know, the West really out here in this uh, in this Champions Cup competition. Cool, cool. Now, how do athletes get invited or recruited or funneled into that particular event? Aaron, there are six regions across the country that encompasses all 50 states. And um, in each region, there is a section identifier where it's initial evaluation and we get your metrics on a shuttle run, a, a 30, a batting um, <clears throat> fundamental, uh, fielding and throwing velocity. So we take metrics to get you, you know, see where you're at with your competition. And then the, that's the first phase of it. After that, there is a combine where we, we take all the players that we've identified and, and put them in a on-field situation where you take batting practice, um, you do an infield, outfield, and you play a game. And then we select you um, as one of the 18 ball players to come back here to represent your region against uh, other parts of the country at the USA Baseball's training complex in Cary, North Carolina, where they have a task force of about six to eight people that identify the players to get them to one of the USA Baseball's uh, programs, whether it's a national team trials or the athlete development program or the national team development program. And uh, there's a lot of athletes here this week, just, you know, in our region, Aaron, we have this week, at least, we have the 13U and the 11U. So we've brought um, 72 athletes uh, from our region to compete to get into 12U USA Baseball Team USA trials for next summer and also for the 13U guys into the athlete development program with the 13s and 14s next summer. So it's, it's competitive, it's great, great baseball, great baseball experience, um, whether you make the team or not. It's, it's a great way to kind of see, you know, the competition out there, Aaron, what's happening in, uh, you know, America and baseball. And it's a great place, man. It's, it's, it's a training facility like no other, um, the fields are outstanding. You meet new people. It's a good baseball experience. I like I like this week a lot because it gives an athletes the chance to get out and, and really play without even worried about chasing a trophy. You know, it's kind of nice, man. Just to be honest with you, get to meet some good some good kids, and it's a good experience. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to a couple of our guys that are out there. 
uh, Jassar Lopes and um, Ali Cepeda Jr. So good luck guys as you're out there and competing. Now down to business. Yes, 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 Today's yes. subject, kicking off the off season. And um, I guess we're just gonna kind of riff here with a couple of different subjects or topics within that subject and, and talk about this point in time in the year and what should be important to you, what should take you know priority, what should take second priority, uh, what you may need to walk away from for a while all of those sorts of things and, and kind of positioning your athlete for what's to come for most February of next year. Right. So there's a lot of time, but that time goes by fast and there's a lot of ground that needs to be covered. So you want to spend your time wisely. I think what happens for a lot of parents and athletes is because they don't plan and they don't kind of sit down and look at this, they might just get caught up and take the next thing that's offered. You know, right. in most cases, that's play some more. Well, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you've already just had a full summer and <laughs> if you're a high school athlete you had a full high school season. Right. You know, is playing some more really the answer or is it just something that because it's the first thing put in front of you, you figure, okay, well, we'll do this. And um, so I kind of want you guys to pump the brakes a little bit, pull out a calendar. I'm a paper and pencil kind of guy. I don't do my calendar on uh, the phone. I like a a big (laughs) big, (laughs) calendar in front of me where I can kind of just sit down and, and map things out. And for those of you kids who don't know what a map is, it's one of those paper folding things where you used to plot where you're going to go. That was a long time before uh, GPS and Waze and all the rest of that. (laughs) But, um, you know, I think that's what's called for right now is sitting down saying, hey, uh, who are the players in my uh, athlete's life right now or who should be at this point in time? And kind of talking with them, getting their thoughts, figuring out, uh, you know, what the next five, six months should look like so we can maximize this time so that we have a better athlete in the spring. Not just get faster, stronger, but better. So how do you want to kick this off, uh, EJ? Well, I'm going to show you my map, okay, Aaron? See that all that stuff in July right there, buddy. There you go. I'm, I got the same thing you have, my friend, and it, it leads me to this next map, okay? Again, we talk about mapping stuff out. People, if you can't see this, you're here looking at this. This is a blank sheet in August. In August. Nothing's there, and it it still it stays blank for five weeks. Um, to give our athletes an opportunity to pump the brakes, slow down, get some rest, recover. And uh, I think it's important, you know, we kind of map things out all year. And if you haven't mapped stuff out, you know, I think you could be at what I call burnout, getting close to burnout. Um, A non-engaged athlete where they are, you know, like, oh, do I have to play in the fall? I'm kind of tired from the summer kind of 
thing because they never took a break. So, you know, I kind of agree with you, Aaron. I mean, at the end of the day, managing your schedule is crucial. And you're right, you got to pump the brakes a little bit. Taking a break is not a bad thing, Aaron. It gives you a chance to recover and, and slow down a little bit and heal up from the summer. The summer was a long, long summer. It was very, and here's something interesting too, Aaron. It was very hot across the country this summer, all over the place. It wasn't just like sometimes, you know, it's a little warmer here or there. It was a heat wave going through. So I think guys were exhausted a little bit if they weren't hydrated, but pumping the brakes is good. I think I can I can riff on a lot of things there. And I, I'd start with the younger guys, to be quite honest with you those young guys that are are chasing things there's a lot of events still going on it seems like the calendar is filled of events for all sports uh 12 months out of the year and i think the younger guys look and i'm coming from the baseball standpoint take a break right now i mean you've got you know falls coming up um take a little break before you jump back into your fall it's not gonna hurt you um, and I, I really say that to the 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, uh, 15 year old athletes that, you know, you're chasing something. What are you chasing? Um, is it a trophy? Is it the next ranking? Is it the tournament that you need to or is it going to really get you at the end of the day? You know, so I, that's a that's a different trajectory, Aaron. You know, I can talk on that one, you know, first. And the second one, just to give everyone a little precursor, are the high school guys, you know, where. You know, their recruiting calendar is kind of like their roadmap too, in terms of, you know, they, they have to stay ready right now because of the way the NCA has taken the recruiting calendar. But even so then, I you know, I've given our guys five weeks off to try to rest up before they have to really pump it up here in the first week of September and go strong for the next five weeks, five or six weeks, then I'll, I'll shut them down again to get another break. So uh, understand at different ages or different grade years, um, there need, you need to have an understanding of what you're doing and how you're going about doing it. And you still need to pump the brakes and get some rest and some recovery too. So that's how I'm kind of taking this this uh today Aaron a little bit uh understanding understanding that well from the training side <clears throat> what I tend to do is um yeah I have the athletes take a break I usually will say at a minimum take three weeks right and and that's for a couple of reasons actually logistically it works really well because a lot of kids are starting school so hmm. when you've got so much going on with getting settled back into your school schedule and you know all of those sorts of things you know this is the perfect time to just say hey you know what let me just kind of focus on what my life is going to look like from a school standpoint and that schedule and get those things in place versus trying to squeeze in you know more lessons more training right. uh, you know more competitions just you know kind of glide through the first three weeks get yourself settled kind of see what how things are panning out and what your schedule uh is likely to look like moving forward through the rest of the year um you know for the high school guys you know they they're just getting back on campus and they they've got to figure out especially if their schools have off-season programs what's that going to look like 
you know, what's the lifting schedule going to look like? What's the running schedule going to look like? You know, what are going to be those demands? And then once you have all that stuff in place, then you can kind of start to figure out, okay, when do I want to reinsert working with the personal trainer or working with uh, an instructional uh, trainer? And how do we add those things in? Or, you know, do we opt to not do the high school stuff and and just do your, you know, your private training stuff? So you kind of use this time to strategize as well as just kind of, you know, again, take that energy and just kind of reset. Mm -hmm. Aaron, um, I want to ask you this, too, because, you know, these athletes are coming, you know, or or should be completed with the summer season or whatever you want to call it um do you think it's a good time to like to evaluate their strengths and weaknesses you know and kind of you know that's i guess that's part of the planning part is you know pump the brakes you know stop and evaluate where you need to get get better or what do you really need and i i, I the reason why i say that because what you said about you know just kind of stopping and figuring out you know, do you need to, you know, do your own personal training, your high school training, all that stuff kind of fell into this category of kind of a, a evaluation type process after the season and imagine your stuff. And um, we talk about that a little bit, but maybe that's something we need to tell the viewers about just evaluating, you know, what just happened. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, to me, it's always important to look back over the season and say, okay, how did it go? What do I need to work on? What things went well? What things went not so well? What things, you know, totally crashed? Because that gives you, you know, the compass on how to move forward. Then you can say, hey, these are things that went well. So maybe these things worked for me. These are things that didn't work so well. So maybe now I need to make some changes and adjustments. What in the pecking order or laundry list of things that I have to do am I going to prioritize these things? And then, you know, what's most appropriate, you know, at certain times of the year. And that can be done yourself, sitting down with your parents. That can be sitting down with your instructional coach. That can be sitting down with your trainer. But yeah, you always want to have some self-reflection on what you did in the past and, and use that to plan how you're going to move forward. Again, I'm not a big testing guy because... Right. I won't go into it, but you know, it's just, I don't see it as, as always, it's not always a barometer of how well you're going to play. And yeah. so I get real careful about testing and, and chasing metrics versus, hey, what's a more holistic approach of how they're accomplishing, how they're progressing? Um, what are my eyes telling me mm-hmm. as well as, you know, versus just, okay, what I can measure. Um, because I haven't seen a test yet that really measures, you know, how well you're going to hit a ball or how well you're going to throw strikes, <laughs> or how right. well you're going to, you know, make a jump shot, uh, right. how well you're going to run a race, a hundred meter dash. So just not of that ilk, but yeah, you know, have that conversation with those around you, uh, as, uh, Jason Matthews, one of our, uh, <laughs> clients says your board of directors and we'll get to that one jason <laughs> get to that one <laughs> i like that what your board of directors says i love that aaron go ahead i'm sorry go ahead no, I'm, I'm finished yeah so you know kicking off this off season you gotta 
put things in a priority, right? And kind of figure out what's important to you in order for you to to move forward in your trajectory. And I, I guess what you said it just a second ago about you're not big into metrics and stuff. Metrics, you know, when you measure metrics, it takes a while to 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 kind of accumulate that data on your trajectory. It's like, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, well, hey, we just went to this event and it was a month ago. He was this. Now we're back here. He's the same. Why is that? Well, it's just four weeks. <laughs> four weeks have just passed. You're not going to see significant jumps, you know, and when you're measuring metrics, it could be over the, a long haul. You know, you said something important about the ability to throw strikes off the mound. And I'm like thinking, well, that could take a whole year to kind of figure that out on the amount of pitches they threw, how many pitches they threw per batter. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, I, I agree with you. People get caught up in the metrics too much and don't get caught up in like, can this person perform in the game or the event at that time how are they doing during that that that's a bar, that's a barometer to me rather than you know his exit speed is 95 and his launch angle is 12.3 degrees uh, that doesn't mean anything if you can't make contact it means nothing <laughs> to me so i agree with you i think we get caught up in that stuff too much and we need to you know slow down on that and say hey physically what do i need to do better you know mentally what do i need to do better I think if we do that, um, we uh, we don't get burned out in the process, and that could be another subject. Why do athletes get burned out in the process? Here are the reasons why. You know, that's another podcast I think down the road. But we need to understand that um, at certain ages, there are certain things that are important at certain times. And I'll use the high school guys now as example. For instance, their recruiting period is during the fall one of the periods and it's for three and a half weeks and there's a dead period and a quiet period and a recruiting period and during that recruiting period it's only three and a half weeks this year in the fall okay the quiet period which can get you on campus and do this stuff um, that's only three and a half weeks so it's like okay so i don't need to go all over america they go go chase something and think every college coach is going to find me, right? So in the fall, you got to just, you know, we're kicking off the off season. Be smart. I always tell us high school athletes, be smart. Parents, slow down, you know, pump your brakes. Um, practice matters now. Get better at your skill and, um, you know, develop. This is a good time for baseball players to uh, continue their development if they're in high school. It's, it's not a bad time. And especially with those freshmen and sophomores who recruiting is, is non-existent for them right now, practically, um, you know, get better at your skills, work on your game, stuff like that. You know, so I tell that the seniors and juniors, a little bit different story because they're in the middle of this right now, the height of their serious recruiting period, summer and the fall. For me, again, I, I go back to the power of the calendar because now is when you sit down, especially if you're one of those juniors and seniors, Mm -hmm. And look at, okay, what upcoming events do I have and how much time do I have to reload? Because you really do have to reload after the season. And, you know, do I have six weeks? Do I have eight weeks? 
what is that reloading period going to look like so that when I do get out in front of those scouts and those recruiters, I'm at my best, or at least the best I can be at this point in time. Um, so I think that's that's crucial versus just, you know, kind of waiting for the calendar to tick by and then saying, okay, I'm going, I'm going to this event, you know, in November, right. October. So I, I think that's that's very important to be against, you know, to overuse the word, but to be strategic from that standpoint. Have you gotten your power back? Have you gotten your speed back? Uh, mm-hmm. All of those things wane over time, even for the athletes who do everything they're supposed to do. And by October, November, if you haven't reloaded, there's not going to be anything there. You're going to be fairly flat. So it may be a situation where you have to prioritize and just say, hey, I'm going to work on this aspect. I'm just going to work on, you know, getting some of my strength back. I'm not going to worry about speed or if speed is part of your game. Then, hey, I've got to get, you know, sharper again. I've got to get my running down, my reflexes, you know, back or whatever, you know, whatever it is that sells you. Right. You've got to get, make sure you hone that and, and again, reload that so to be ready for you middle schoolers. I think now's the time you play a different sport. Wow. Yeah. Football. I mean, it's great time for those guys who are dual athletes to play their other sport. I mean, they're going to engage other muscle groups that are important um, in their health and just maintain of their athleticism and health of their body. Right. No overuse injuries. Right. And for those who don't play another sport, then now is when you say, okay, well, what part of my game and what part physically do I need to start to work on? And mm-hmm. and since you're not playing another sport, then that's kind of what you, you do as well for a lot some of the younger athletes or the yeah. non-dual sport athletes. Right. So let me talk about those non-dual sport athletes right now. Because they're usually the refining specialization in one sport, getting younger each each year to me seems like Aaron. And um, what I want to say to those those players, parents out there, it's all right not to play in five tournaments or six tournaments in the fall. You don't you don't have to keep on getting your body like you know overstressing your body it's all right just to practice okay practice is actually a good thing you know you can you can slow down about i gotta play this event i gotta play this it's a good time to practice and get more athletic maybe during practice you incorporate some other things that you wouldn't practice um during the normal regular season maybe it's a lot more walkthroughs understanding the game getting better mentally uh understanding about hitting strategies pitching strategies how to elevate a fastball if you're a pitcher that this is an out pitch now you know and learning that kind of stuff to help your development rather than well we got to play this game on our tournament weekend and we're just doing the same thing over and over again there needs to be i think for those younger younger players those middle schoolers and even those elementary kids hey pump the brakes and understand that your development and understanding the game and executing certain things in the game that's what we really need to work on you know execution of a hitting count you're up 
1020 and getting a good pitch to hit. Those things right there, Aaron, I think that's what in, in off season, um, you know, we need to start thinking about a little bit. You kind of reminded me of our podcast with Rob Bruno, where you both talked about, yeah, there, there's a certain time of year where you have scrimmages where, where learning is the, the foundation, is the key, where you're having these quasi competitions or you know, scrimmages, but right. stopping to teach as well. And you're stopping, and the kids are stopping to learn as they're playing the game versus just worrying about the outcome of you know winning and losing. So I think this is a great time of year to try and get involved in those sorts of things. Um, you know, from a track and field standpoint, I, I, this is when a lot of my kids start to come back in and they ask about what are we doing? And, you know, for most of them, I tell them we're, we're actually just working on developing your, your sprint IQ, your race mm-hmm. IQ. So it's more about the learning aspect for, you know, track and field athletes, in my opinion, at this time of year, than it is about, you know, the overall just conditioning. Um, and, mm. and running reps and that sort of thing. It's like, hey, now's the time where you're in some decent shape. Uh, mm-hmm. you've got some reflexes. Uh, you're not terribly out of shape. Let's, you know, try and learn some of the things that are the some of the nuances that you need to know so that you have them down and can execute them in the spring. So I would think obviously want to, you know, reload, but you also want to kind of work on those technical things where the body isn't so degraded that you develop bad habits if any of that makes sense right so it does it does to me make sense Aaron what you said you know um a lot of athletes don't understand that you know and and that's you know you were talking about track and field that's in any sport I I I feel at this this day and age about understanding um just their bodies and what they they need to do so Kicking off the off season, no one direct, correct answer. It's going to look different for all of you guys, but uh, I think it's something that you guys should sit down again, use the power of the calendar to try and map a course. And yeah, it can change and you may make adjustments and deviations and that's okay, but have a general idea of how you want to spend your time. Um, you know, for each season, there should be a reason. And right. you just don't want to, you know, get caught up in just doing one thing over and over again, just because that's the only thing presented to you. You know, step off of that treadmill, step off of that merry-go-round and see what else is available to you to further development, to further the development of your athlete. Spoken like a true champion there, Aaron Digpen. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, I think that concludes what we want to really hit up as we kick off the off season. Aaron, that kick, you know, kicking off the off season gets us rolling again in our podcast. So we tell all the people out there, hit us up on Harbaugh Athletics and all our mediums, and let us know. You know, drop us a note and let us know what you want to hear coming up as we kick off our fall season as we are almost ending our summer. So again, this is Coach EJ. The brand. This is Coach Aaron, the source. We'll see you.